Here we it, go. Yeah. We started talking <laughs> at the same time almost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we skipped last time. We didn't yeah. we didn't release an episode. So Yeah, it, it's kind of on me because I really struggled to, uh, I, I don't know, I think in all the processing post-election and everything going on, I don't think I realized how triggered my stress levels were. So I Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to put it all on you. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we were... We were both kind of like we sat down to record, and then we're kind of like it was just one of those times where we're like we're just not just there. not feeling it today. Well, and I've uh, I'm recovering from a pretty bad sinus infection, so I was coughing like crazy, yeah. and I could hardly get through a sentence without. This is called excuses, excuses. No, it's called reality. <laughs> Life it is reality. House. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think that's part of the thing with. Um, <clears throat> With doing something. I'm sorry. As I talk about <laughs> yes. coughing and everything. Yeah. I'll mute your I, side. I, I'll still pick it up on my side, but we'll mute I, your side for that. I just need a drink. <laughs> Speaking of, why don't we start there? It's always the best place for us to start. Yeah. So uh, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking what you're drinking today. Oh, we're drinking Good Old Fashions. fashions. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of, there's a, well, I'll take a little sip first of all. Yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers to this episode. They're just yeah. tasty. Yeah, they are. I make a they, I make a damn good old fashioned. You do, and for me, an old fashioned uh, takes time. Like yeah. I don't guzzle it or anything like that. Well, it's just you're not supposed sipper. to. It's a sip and drink. I yeah. know, but some of the you know, like your espresso martini that you make. Oh yeah, some it goes down so fast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. I I think old fashions aren't a dangerous drink because they don't <clears throat> no. go down like that. No, they're. Uh, I I want to call it a warm drink. Like I want to sit by a fire, kind of like we did yes. in Cannon Beach. Oh. Remember that place we? I went? do. Yeah. I can see the photos that we took right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the photos that we posted all over Instagram and all that. And, yeah, I'm know. not sure if that one made it there, but it totally did on mine. Oh, did it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that place was cool. Yeah, it was. Um, but their old fashioned wasn't as good as mine. No, it wasn't as good. Yeah. Atmosphere was good. Atmosphere was great. Yeah. Especially because there wasn't a lot of people in town. Yeah. And so it was just us and the bartender in there. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was before COVID, so we yes. could actually go places. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we try to go to Cannon Beach every year around our anniversary-ish mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And uh, we're going back again. We've got our trip booked yeah we take our trailer and we just but we don't really know what it's gonna be like yeah so yeah it may just be us walking the beach and having everything in our camper but yeah making all our own meals which i mean we make most of our own meals when we're there anyway because we we like to cook in the camper but i'm hoping some of our favorite spots didn't have to shut down completely yeah things like that yeah yeah well with with no tourist season this year i mean that's most of their Mm-hmm. They're uh, for the year, you know, so yeah. I imagine. But that's a lot of people right now. I mean, I, you yeah. know, we're just, uh, you know, part of it was, too, like, you know, talking about not uh, <clears throat> recording last week. Um, I mean, it was just announced that uh, that Washington's going to go through another, like, it's series weeks, of shutdowns. Yeah. yeah. And not like hardcore shutdowns. It's more like strong suggestions, you know. Yeah, but there—I mean, There's, there there are some businesses. There's limitations, gyms, things like yeah. That, that actually got shut down. So. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's just like you just 
like you just feel the collective groan of yeah. everyone. And yeah. you know, and I don't, I don't, I mean, we can if, if, if you're dying to, but I don't really <laughs> want to get into all of the, you know, both sides of things on it. And I think just to kind of just feel that collective groan with everybody yeah. that, that even if like, as we think it's the, it's, you know, it's right to, mm -hmm. you know, to, to do the things necessary to shut this shit down. Right. Yeah. Um, not shut the shit down of businesses, shut the shit down of COVID. COVID. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it hurts, it hurts everyone, you know? Yeah. And I think there's just that, that just kind of, whether you're, whether you're like, yeah, I get it. I, I agree mm -hmm. with the governor and, and mm -hmm. this needs to happen or whether it's, you know, you're fighting it or, you know, and yeah. think that it's all bullshit or, or whatever. It, it's still, it just, no matter where you fall on the spectrum, it just hurts, you know? It does. I, I do think though, I have a really strong opinion working in the medical field that, um, yeah. we're still open. Yeah. Um, you're frontline. That, uh, I just want people to wear their mask, whether they right. believe in it or not, right. just protect each other. The hospitals are getting overrun. I have friends who work in the ICU units yeah. here, and yeah. it's just it's tough. So, um, so yeah, I'd like to, of course, just like anybody else, I'd like to see the other side of this as sooner rather yeah. than later. So, but that's you know thinking about like communities like Cannon Beach, even you know, yeah, it's like that's their entire their entire thing is uh, yeah. their entire economy is based on on uh, people you know taking their vacations and, you know, staying in their mm -hmm. hotels and, and all that kind of stuff. And I, I know it's a lot of places, but it, they literally don't have any other commerce that happens Well, there. you and I were, we were watching a shark tank recently, a couple times recently. And it's because we like that show. Yeah. If they want to support us, here's a shout out to shark tank. <laughs> they do not <laughs> they want to support us. But Hey, listen, you just, unless you ask, they, they're not even listening to us. <laughs> Maybe you they can wanna, ask all you want. Maybe one of them wants to team up with us. Because we have such because, a great podcast. Right. <laughs> anyway, my sorry, point sorry. being <laughs> yeah. that we were wa as we were watching, we we're like, well, that in that business doesn't operate anymore. Like some of these in person oh, yeah. service, like what we were talking with the one, like the adult uh, uh, summer camp, summer camp. <laughs> like they bring everybody together, and they have like a adult version of going summer to camp. camp yeah which sounded really fucking awesome yeah, yeah. like you go yeah, and you do all the summer camp things go, but it's open, open bar, bar. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're going well they can't do that now yeah. like, or the the big halloween uh like haunted house yeah like the experience you know where you do the haunted hay rides yeah. and stuff like that it was they were making millions of dollars a year and they they got people to you know sharks to come in and, yeah. and support them and you're like well that didn't happen this year you yeah, know, so probably, it's, probably. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't well, know. Well, it's it's just going to be interesting to see, um, you know, some of these businesses that were popping up on Shark Tank were yeah. very um, er, experiential, and that usually involves needing to be in person. Yeah, and um, so I'm seeing in the life coaching industry a lot of um, uh, retreats and uh, gatherings of people just have to reinvent what that looks like, and they're working going really virtual. Hard. Yeah. And, you know, they're working hard at it because I think we still need yeah. it even virtually, but it, we know it's not exactly the same. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I know that this is like, this has been a thought of the way of the world for a while anyway, 
is going more towards virtual events, virtual, yeah. you know, engagements that, you know, online kind of connections, things like that, you know, you can, you have potential for a much greater audience. And I think one of the things that, that I have seen in all this is that while that may be the, the flow of, mm -hmm. of where things are headed, I think what COVID has taught us and giving us a, that like abrupt shift into that is that we still need human engagement. Yeah, yeah. We face still need face. human interactivity. And, you know, I, for one, um, I, I think that as much as I think that there's a, there's a, there could be a huge shift towards that kind of thing and, and it could be good. It could be beneficial. You could, mm -hmm. you know, you could be, you could offer lower cost options for people to, so more people can engage in it and, you know, that sort of thing. I still will be a big fan of public, you know, yeah. like gatherings of where actual bodies are in conference areas, mm -hmm. you know, well, <laughs> at some point in time. Cause I just think it's, I, I just yeah. think it's, it, there's something, uh, well, we're definitely, we're wired for it. I mean, we, I, right. humans need it. We need engagement. Yeah. There's very few of us who can literally live in a In solitude. isolation. Yeah. yeah. Now I totally get what we're doing right now. I'm 100% yeah. on board with it. I don't think, I mean, we got to get this thing licked. Well, you know? and I think what it is licked. doing. <laughs> there's a old timey term. <laughs> I just tried to move right past it. Um, we got to get this sucker licked. <laughs> God. Can I just call you Roy right well, now? I am drinking an old fashioned. <laughs> um, I, I do think it, it is promoting a level of creativity that is exciting to see. Yeah. Um, you know, people are having to reinvent what seemed like, you know, just commonplace before. And they're yeah. having to yeah. relook at how we do life um, in this virtual space. We're having to um, figure out what's most important to us. But um, I think we'll all be ready for face-to-face. -face. Um, the group that I went to Africa with, we we still chat with each other. And I often, uh, one of us will often bring up that, wow, I'm so grateful we had this. We did it in the October yeah, prior yeah, to yeah. COVID. And going, we just wouldn't have we wouldn't have had that. And all the things that we did, um, we're just, we're just valuing so much yeah. now. Um, so I'm anxious. I'm anxious for that door to open again, world travel to open again and yeah. exploring and adventuring, um, not just to nature, but to people. For me, I don't, I love nature. I want to see, there's some iconic places I'd love to see, but there's iconic cultures I want to experience foods yeah. and drink and, um, and way of life. And so I'm anxious for, um, for us to be past this too, just like anybody else. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And there's, there's light on the, <clears throat> at the end of the tunnel, I there's, so. uh, you know, like, yeah, cool. on the, on the horizon, um, there's, there's good stuff that's, that's being spoken of as far as like vaccines and, and stuff yeah. like that. And so I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm hopeful for 2021 and you know, that might be just, you know, what do you do? Knock on wood, right? Um, or whatever else thing you need to do to satisfy the, uh, you know, the superstitions yeah. that be. Um, but it's like if we don't, if we don't maintain hope for something, right. then then what do we have? You know, I I expect this New Year's to be the most um, non-public New Year's ever. 
right? You're not congregating, it, you hope, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Um, we won't be. It's but. still, it's still, all those normal <laughs> things that happen are not, yeah. are not necessarily going to be in, yeah, happening. Yeah, they won't be organized in the same way. What what happens on private levels? Yeah, yeah. But like for me at work, as I schedule people for their next visits um, into the office, you know, I'm like, see you in 2021. And there's this, okay, maybe it'll be better. You know, there's like this this feeling that hey, we're headed into something new. And and I think hope is one thing that we all hold on to. Um, very preciously right now. Um, speaking of hope, I think here's the segue into the next part of the conversation, um, is how we came out of this election. Yeah. Um, and there, what we saw on that Saturday following the election, um, the celebrations in the street. Yeah. Um, it was surreal, and it Largely was... Largely masked. Yes. <laughs> so there, okay, from this point on, I will just preface, this will be a very political conversation, whether you want it to be or not, because lately everything in this frickin' world is political now. Yes, of so, course, of course. But, um, but it was uh, quite an emotional week from Tuesday on, Um social media was heated and um news stations i don't think i've ever watched so much news so much cnn in my life yeah um but i was i was gripped to it from till i went to sleep till as soon as i woke up it's the first thing i check have we called it yet you know that sort of thing and and i just uh i think that on saturday there was this uh emotional release um, at least for some of us, at least for like, no, there was an million. emotional release for everyone. I think it just kind of, <clears throat> depend, it, again, it was very polarized. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, but it's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's one thing that we wanted to talk about because we had such a heated, I guess, not heated between us, but heated in terms of conversation uh, topic yeah. um, on our last podcast. So it seems only fair that we kind of ride that wave back out yeah you know god you know the fucking thing about it is we're not done yet i mean that's still you know here we are weeks later yeah and we're still not done yet and you know it's it's feeling a lot in a in a very different kind of way but it's feeling a lot like you know 2000 when you know we had um (laughs) The, the hanging Chad kind of you know thing that was going on and all the, the recounts in Florida and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and I, I was reminded that, that that election wasn't called until December 16th. Hmm. Um, and I'm like, fucking shit, if we have to, I mean, if, if this drags on that long, you know. At the same time, I think there's this, that this one's different, you know. I mean, it's everybody yeah. kind of knows what the result is. We're not... That I shouldn't I, say everyone. I, <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> well, I think I think even a lot of people that are are pretending to not know what the result <laughs> is really know what the result is, yeah. and they're still they're fighting for something else at this point, yeah. and then just calling it that they're you know still you know fighting for the election. But you know, I I just you know I. I 
I, I look at how this is all playing out and it's, and there's this part of me where like, you know, I was pretty active on social media and stuff, you know, calling out some things, Mm -hmm. some very specific things prior to the election. I've just been like, just, I've just kind of stayed away from all that since then. Like I'm not, I'm not wanting to get involved in all of the, you know, we're not stealing it and you're trying to steal it and all that kind of bullshit, you know? If if I'm really honest, I feel like it's a, it's, we just have to let it, uh, let that noise play out. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's largely moved to other platforms too. I mean, there's like this, there's this, you know, I don't know how new it is, but I'm, I'm just hearing about, um, uh, parlor. The reason why I hesitated for a second is because there's this whole conversation I was listening to for these these guys on another podcast, uh, the drunk ex pastors. I'm gonna go ahead and mention them now because um, I think I might be reaching out to them to see if maybe we can have a conversation with them at some <gasps> point in time. Ooh. So um, on this podcast, anyway, that was just a little. Did we get to be drunk ex pastors too when we have that conversation? Yeah, I think we I think we fit. That's what <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, they were talking about Parlor, and they're like, it, "Okay, so Parlor was actually." They're saying, and I haven't actually checked into this, but it's actually French and it's parlay. And so, which parlay is the, like, I remember it from like, you know, the, uh, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies when they would Uh. call parlay, you know, and it was the safe space (coughs) that, uh, that pirates could walk into to, to negotiate and they wouldn't, and there was like this code, they wouldn't harm each other in it, right? And so it was, it was like the, the safe space. And so. Kind of like th- sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> and so, uh, so parlor, as everyone calls it, they're saying was actually supposed to be parlay because it was supposed to be the safe space to come in and you can, you can talk about anything. And so it's kind of funny. I haven't, I haven't actually researched, but that, that would be interesting, you know, cause huh. everybody thinks it's, you know, this is, we're joining parlor. Cause now it's like all the Trumpian conservatives have jumped over to parlor parlay and they've, uh, because it's a spot that they're saying no one will get kicked out for whatever they say. Except they are kicking Except they're fucking kicking all (laughs) kinds of like, you know, uh, leftists out, right? Which is so funny to me. And then there's guys on there calling for if, you know, if all the conservatives would kill just two liberals, (gasps) then, you know, in no time at all, we would have our country back again and all this kind of stuff. Now, they don't fucking get kicked out, but, you know, anyway, it's just kind of, I don't want to get off on that. Yeah, that's a whole... But the point of that is, is that, Social media has, uh, for my crowd at least, has been fairly quiet lately too. And I think it's it's because a lot of them have uh, jumped over to this other platform, which I I haven't done. I think some of it too is that it's just, this has been decided. And and what's really interesting is that we have spent the last four years um, at the mercy of Trump tweets. And that... I mean, he's still tweeting like crazy, isn't he? He, he is, but listen. Okay. Um, we're at Sorry. the mercy. We're, well, <laughs> just I'm going to finish a thought. Um, that we're at the mercy of it because he is the acting president, and sure. all the policy, everything. He he's he's determining the future of our country off of freaking tweets. Yeah. And so we have been polarized by this for four years. Right. And now I feel like everybody's going, you know talk to the hand you know like that whole like you're just noise now 
because something else has been decided. And so the angst that we have felt for four years of this is where our country is going, there is um, a relief in sight. And I think that there isn't a need to argue at the same level as before. Even on the world stage, like for instance, the G20 summit is going on right now. Yeah, Um, he he tweeted about the election instead of COVID, so. Yeah, and, and there are people that are saying they're watching world leaders just literally like turning their backs to him. Like not figuratively, but like physically turning their backs to him and not engaging him. Or, you know, they, they're doing a lot of video stuff right now, like recorded speeches and stuff because they're trying to pay attention right. to COVID as well, right? And so so everybody engaged when other world leaders are giving talks. And then when Trump did his pre-recorded speech, like world leaders getting up and leaving the room and stuff. Like, <laughs> like literally because turning they, their backs they to him. can now because they know there's an end in sight right before they have had to just play this game out and i think that i think the world wants to participate with america um but not in the way that it has been for the last four yes. years yeah so um i think that there's hope um i think a lot of things need to be reinvented and i don't know that the next administration can completely do that but i think we I think Biden has a tall order to heal the country um, because it's a unification that needs to happen. And at the same time, uh, we have to he has to be very strong in a new direction. We'll, in order we'll to do see that. what caliber of leader he is, because it is <clears throat> yeah. is not an easy situation that he's. Walking I love into. how colorful his administration is becoming, though. Yeah. Um, he's bringing a lot of voices in that I yeah. think um, need to be heard and um, and giving platform to um, the marginalized in the community. And I think that that is a good right move. Um, we're not going to agree with everything um, as a country that he chooses to do, but we never do with leaders. That's that's the hard part of being a leader is sometimes you have to forge a path um, based on on what yeah, you cannot please everyone. You can't please everyone. So I just, I hope that, um, as a community, we can keep pressing forward in these issues of justice, keep supporting those things. Um, I heard, um, I follow a lot of, um, uh, BIPOC, um, Instagram, uh, social media, um, because I want, I want a different lens. Um, to view the world and and just in case not everyone is familiar with that it's black indigenous people of color yes yeah. so it it's intended to include um, multiple uh, races particularly marginalized within the US but yes. um, but anyway I I've made a choice to put a lot of that in my feed to be so that I can see life through other lenses and yeah. um, one of the things that I saw within the first 48 hours of uh, that Saturday election result was um, the work has just begun. Yeah, yeah. And that this is just the beginning of what needs to change and that if we don't keep um, on this movement towards justice and, um, and allowing equality in all of these groups... Yeah. Um, we don't keep fighting for it. It will disappear. And the, the, the loudness of this voice that we heard in 2020 
um, will disappear. And it's not, it's our responsibility to keep that voice forefront. Well, and I think to that point, one of the things that was like really disheartening to me in this election was seeing that both candidates receive more election or more votes than any other presidential candidates yes. in history. Um, and I expected there to be this blue wave. I really mm -hmm. did. Uh, like the statement against like denouncing Trump and denouncing racism <laughs> and denouncing bigotry yeah. and denouncing misogyny and all of that kind of stuff. And it didn't fucking happen. I, I have a theory on that, on why that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> I, would, I would love to hear your theory because <laughs> you haven't told me this theory yet. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to share something new with everyone else? Probably not new. That you did that you just didn't share with me, you I know, know, beforehand. I don't know. I feel like we've talked about this. <laughs> um, this will get me excommunicated from every church on the planet. But um, <laughs> what church are we welcome into? <laughs> no, <laughs> no church. Even, um, no church even pays attention <clears throat> to us. <laughs> no. Anyway, my my theory is in looking at the demographics of the vote and how yeah. high the BIPOC vote was for Biden um, versus for Trump. Um, well, yeah, that's something we have to talk more about. But yeah. Go ahead. Um, but that uh, that we have a lot uh, to recognize in the black community, specifically in this last election, and how they they came they came to the table <laughs> yeah, and they put their voice out there. They put their vote out there. Um, and what was staggering to me, I, I want to say it's staggering because I was impacted by the result of this, but at the same time, I don't know why I'm surprised at mm. the white female vote that went for Trump. And that was surprising to me too. Yes. Yeah. So my theory not as great as a white male vote, right? For sure. I, I think I expected that. But I expected a large white male vote. Yes. Which did happen. You're right, though. I didn't expect as many white females. Female. Right. So, the Karens that voted. <laughs> okay, I just yeah, put that out. They there. They got the Karen vote. <laughs> Trump got the Karen vote. No, yeah. I'll t I should probably take that back because it's not all that. But, um. But I do think that my theory is that the female or the white female vote that could not let go of the abortion issue being connected to their Republican yes. vote yes. is yes. what landed in that camp. And yeah. I think that's the pivotal issue on the table. Right. That if that had not been on the table, if that was removed from the selection process, we probably would have seen a different demographic of voting, we would have seen a much larger um, vote towards Biden than towards Trump. But this yeah, is the I, issue. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. This is the issue that white American women cannot let go of, um, particularly, particularly in the um, evangelical uh, segment of our society. Sure. Because to do so is immoral. And um, and I think until until we start to look at abortion and women's rights differently, 
this will always exist. This will be the deciding voting factor. So, yes, I I believe yes. America is as ra- is as a gosh, I'm all tongue tied. I believe America is as racist as the vote showed. I believe it exists. Okay. Mm. I didn't want to believe it, but I believe it exists because that voice got really loud and really dark and really supported. And um, it's why I think I changed so many um, of my efforts, my viewpoints, my Instagram feeds, everything Mm. to uh, understand a new lens is because I knew that existed. But we are willing to say, as white, privileged American evangelical women in America, we are willing to say that the abortion issue as it stands in the pro-life movement is more important than all the other issues. 100%. It is the linchpin. Yes. Yes. That uh, for I would say for evangelical Christians, that um, that determines whether they will vote uh, Republican or well whether whether they'll rep- vote Republican or to. not right. And I would say or not because th- if they say or not, then it's Democrat, Libertarian, Green right. Party. I mean, it could be anything else. Right. But it's uh, if if the abortion issue is the issue then they're 100 they're going gonna vote they're going Republican. to concede to all the other issues yes. to keep this one on the table which, and that, which in turn then has proven to hurt the abortion cause <laughs> right if a republican president is in office proven hands down no question about it you can you can look at the statistical data right starting with Reagan all the way up to Trump now. So what I think uh, the, the thing that has to change in this next four years is an understanding of what the abortion issue actually is and understanding that women's rights and equality, um, the governing of their own bodies, um, can coexist with an anti-abortion um, belief. Yeah. And I think that that is the part that the evangelical Christian female cannot grasp or has difficulty grasping. And until, until we can create a new way of looking at the abortion issue, um, we are going to forever be in this polarized space as a, as a country. Yeah. Um, because I think that's what the deciding vote was. Um, I think there was some of it that's, that's racist. And I think there's some of it that's, um, capitalistic. There's some of it that's, uh, you know, anti-socialism, you know, some of those issues. But I think that when somebody is, um, standing there ready to cast their vote and they have to say, well, this candidate is pro-life and this one is pro-choice, that's what they're going to default on. Right. So we have to change this conversation. We have to change this language. We have to change how we approach this. And um, until the evangelical Christian church decides that uh, that it isn't what it is, <laughs> yeah, we're going to forever be here. You know, you and I were having a conversation the other day um, about um, 
I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going to go into it, but a, a project that we're considering and we were trying to, def- to yeah. define within that what would be the, like the main focus of this. Right. And one of the things we were talking about is that um, there is this overwhelming amount of propaganda that exists in our mm-hmm. politics, right? Um, not just in our politics. It's in, I mean, it's everywhere. Right. It's in the church. It's in politics. It's in um, what we think about, you know, how, I mean, how marketing, we should do business, I mean, yeah. marketing. I Everything. mean, propaganda exists everywhere. Right. And, and when I say propaganda, what I'm meaning by that is like sound bites or memes basically that say this is how things are. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and then people buy into these and never challenge them. Mm-hmm. They just, they hear it and then they, they own it as fact then. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, you know, as we were talking about, you know, different political agendas, the, the thing that, that has to change if there's going to be any change in our political sphere is that people have to learn how to think for themselves outside of the memes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Outside of the propaganda. Um, for instance, people have to stop thinking that if you vote Republican, you're voting pro-life. And if you yeah. vote Democrat, you're, pro, you're, you're yeah. voting pro-abortion. Not pro-choice. You're voting pro-abortion if you vote Democrat, right? That's a meme. That's propaganda put out by the pro-life movement. The pro-life movement who is in bed with the Republican Party. Right. Um, there is, and, and, and listen, if, if you don't understand that there is money and power in that relationship with the conservative Republican Party and the pro-life movement, then you are fucking ignorant. Well, l- let's break this down to that was a really strong statement. It is, and I'm and but I'm going to back you. But it, it I think I, I want to say it to be as a shock value statement that people have to fucking wake up to this, that the amount of 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 organizations that are in bed together mm-hmm. to promote their own agendas as opposed to what they are what is being stated as the goal right so let's let's just play the side of evangelical christianity and in evangelical christianity it says that the church is the bride of christ okay what is christ about Liberation of the human being, liberation to equality, liberation from oppression. Okay, that's a very progressive look at Christ. Okay, though. but every okay, <laughs> I understand that. That is but. not what that that is not what evangelicals would say. Well, fuck that. <laughs> that's your response. <laughs> because I'm they sorry. got they kind of got Jesus wrong. Yeah, and I and I one hundred percent agree with you. You know, I one hundred percent agree. Okay, let me just finish. Yes, please finish what you were saying. I'm sorry that I. I, I'm sorry. Please finish. Okay, so Jesus comes on the scene and he talks about how, um, how we interact in these these moments 
with oppressors. He talks about how um, that if if a soldier asks you to um, carry their belongings for yeah, a mile, then go to. Yeah. And that wasn't because, hey, go the extra mile. Like we Out of the goodness up, of your heart, right. just go the extra mile. And self-sacrifice and all that bullshit. This is a slap in the face to the soldier. Because a mile moved them to the outskirts of the city wall, which is as far as a soldier had realm. So as far as they had a right to conscript a right to ask anyone to to go with them. Beyond yes. that mile, they were no longer allowed to ask that. So when you when Jesus says go an extra mile, he's saying make a statement of this is my choice to carry your shit one more mile. Yeah. Right? And we are now traveling companions because you are not, not making, making me, me do, do this. this. Yeah. So it's a it's a an issue of equality. Right. So you're forcing equality. The Sermon on the Mount is full of yes. this conversation, yeah. right? The whole There's, thing about if you're slapped, you know, they slap with oh, your right cheek, then turn your left <sighs> cheek them also. Is an equality statement. Let's not go into it, but it's an equality, equality statement. Demanding it is not statement. about, yes. hey, let me just give you my other cheeks. Yeah. So you can Why don't you beat more. the shit out of me? No. <laughs> so we could go into that whole conversation, right. but it is not what I was taught uh, growing up as a child. Correct. Right? Me. Well, I say correct because me either. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's not what's taught so me evangelical Christianity. If, if Jesus, in all of his his uh, three years of what we what the Christian Church calls ministry. Um, was about equality, uh, you know, you cast the first stone, you uh, carry the cross, right. you, you know, all of these comments, they're about liberation, they're about equality. So whether you agree with that or not, <laughs> um, as you, you know, made mention. I'm sorry. <clears throat> now I freaking don't know where I'm at with this. Thank you very much. Yeah, oh, I, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there together then. Um, <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Okay. You know, this I is... have a problem. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess somewhere in it, my point um, was that if we, if we travel down that road of um, the Jesus conversation and... Uh, we decide that as the bride of Christ to lay in bed, as you said, with the Republican Party. Wouldn't oh, this be shit. fornication? Oh, my God. I, it, <laughs> yeah. Or adultery, maybe what you're going for, because we, we're, we, we're the bride of another. another yeah. Ooh. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Mic drop. <laughs> Listen, I think you found your fucking point. Because <laughs> shit. Right? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So if, if we're going to if we're going to play this game. Evangelical Christian Church. If we're going to play this game. We can't be in bed with anyone we else. Can't. No. We should only be in bed with justice. Yeah. Because that's yeah. actually 
what Jesus talked about. Yeah. And if we're about liberation from sin, and I'm using air quotes here because that's a whole nother conversation, right. um, then this is a far bigger conversation than whether or not your candidate is, um, air quotes again, pro-life or pro-choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is, you know, these are just such loaded words that don't They're loaded mean. terms that don't fucking mean what people think they mean anymore. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, no, 100%. And, and you and I have talked about, like, doing a, a deeper dive on some of these things on, on some episode. This is not that episode. Um, yeah. But we've we've talked about doing that at some point in time and really kind of pulling out some of the nuance of, of those different arguments and those different positions, that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's really important to say at this point now too, is that we are not Democrats. You and I are not Democrats. Um, we're, uh, I shouldn't speak for you. I am not a Democrat. <laughs> I think I'm, yeah, anyway, I was, I was pretty confident in saying that for you too, but it, I'm going to leave that for you. Um, we are, I, I know that, I can say we in this are definitely not uh, conservative Republicans either. Um, nope, that and so because we, I mean, there's, 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 there's issues everywhere. There's fucking propaganda everywhere. Right. Those memes exist everywhere. Sides, yeah. There is a much larger problem, but um, I think for the purposes of this election, mm -hmm it was pretty clear what we needed to do. Right. It was pretty clear that we, you know, in order to, uh, in order to seek justice, which is the balancing of the scales, right. That we had to, uh, we had to vote in a position to remove power from a very unweighted <laughs> scale. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and so we did that. And so we, we, we threw all of our, chips as you would say uh in the republican basket because that was no what was, sorry not sorry, the republican sorry. basket jesus the, <laughs> the democrat basket okay so talk about uh drunk ex-pastors <laughs> i might have officially qualified for that now as i as we have finished I our had, old fashions <laughs> no i'm far more finished with my old fashioned than you are no i just poured another shot of whiskey oh okay here <laughs> Pour me some. You want straight whiskey? Oh, I don't care. Okay, I'll do this, but it's going to be a little bit because if you, you can't throw this out. This is good stuff. You think I can't take it? I, I know that you will just refuse <laughs> to drink it if you don't like it. Okay, that's enough. Okay, I'm going to give you... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, anyway, we, th we threw all of our chips in the Democratic basket... Uh, voting for Joe Biden, not because we thought that Joe Biden was the savior of the world, not because we thought that Joe Biden was the greatest candidate that's ever existed, but specifically, specifically to for a power shift. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> bit more than you thought it would be, wasn't it? <laughs> not the as you, vote. As you, as you take a sip of your whiskey. I just, it was different than the old fashioned. So just give me a moment. Oh, I'll catch this up. is good stuff. It, normally I don't even have it on the rocks like this. This is, this is watering <laughs> it down for me. So, but, okay. uh, uh, but, but it was Come the, on, it was no. the shift. It was the, it was the, it was a vote for justice as far it as we were a concerned. A vote for justice, but it was a vote for women. It was a vote for, um, people of color. It was, um, yeah, it was a beautiful. Yeah. 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 
so I wanted to, because you were talking about this, and so I pulled this up. So, it, you know, there's this chart here that I'm looking at that I, I saw, you know, and I, I'm pulling up again here. That, you know, when you when you look at, you know, Trump versus Biden and, and going from like a, a race standard, not not necessarily. I mean, there was a little there's a breakout here for gender as well. And gender is there's a little nuance here. But by and large. White people were 54 percent Trump, 45 percent Biden. Mm -hmm. OK, black. Eight percent Trump. Eight percent compared with fifty-four. Okay, uh, Hispanic thirty-five percent, and there was this huge thing about Hispanic males mm -hmm. being more Trump-supporting, but it wasn't even Hispanic males. I think it was like it was in Florida, like Cuban males mm -hmm. that were that were the skewed it more towards Trump than it really was for Hispanics across the country. Okay, uh, Asian. 31% for Trump, 67% for Biden. Um, and and I and I look at this and I say, okay, now what's not listed here is indigenous people, which is so frustrating to me because like which when you look is at the vote of Arizona. Yeah. So when you look at what happened in Arizona, that it, you know, that votes went uh that that the uh uh electoral college went for Biden instead of Trump, Trump, right? It was the it was in large part due to the Navajo Nation, right, coming out in force in support of Biden. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so here's the thing that when we're talking about scales of justice, right? <laughs> um, if there is, if there is any of my Christianity left, okay, um, and so when I when I think about all the reading and the memorization and the studying of the Bible that I have done. Right. The, there is this theme that presents itself very, very clearly in the specifically in the Old Testament. Right. Okay. And that it is that God stands with the oppressed. <laughs> that that mm. in fact there's a there's a there's a passage that talks about where where God is like like God is communicating through the prophet. Okay, I don't care about your sacrifices. I don't care about your tithes and offerings. I, I don't care. Here's where I'm going to put my own words in. I don't give a shit about any of that shit. Because <laughs> okay, I don't. I don't yeah. think God said that. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they did. Maybe anyway. we interpret the Hebrew wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but what it, what God says that they care about is taking care of the widow and the orphan and the foreigner in your midst. Hmm. Holy shit. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there, and th this is just, like, that was one passage where it was very clear cut, right. but there's this theme <laughs> that runs all through the old Testament. Now I'm not going to get into all of the, uh, you know, uh, what, and, but if then yeah, all you that might kinda... have to put your pastor coat back on. <laughs> right. But I will say or this, goatee, whatever when, that is. How how that affects me. Yeah, my goatee. I'm going to, put, I'm going to, to shave my fucking goatee again. <laughs> I wondered how long it would take you to hear that. Yeah, if I'm going to get into Bible study mode, I got to put my goatee back on. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. 
I am not putting that goatee back on. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> okay, so um, the 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 theme that t- that tends to run with that has struck me in this way. That if I am truly going to care about justice and I am going to maintain a spirituality, mm-hmm. and I'm going to maintain a spirituality that still has a connection with God. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into all of the 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 qualifications of that. Let's right. just leave it at that for now. We'll, we'll get into the qualifications later. Then when I look at a, a nation that of 330 million people, whereas 30 million are black and a, a far smaller number of that is Asian, indigenous, mm-hmm. uh, Hispanic, you know, Latino, Latinx, mm-hmm. uh, whatever else, right? And and I say, okay, so I, I don't have those numbers, but the, the far majority is white. And then the the far minority is all the other, right? And if all the other are saying, we don't want this one in power because this one in power does not have our best interests at heart. And all the white people say, we do want this one in power because this one in power ensures that we stay in power. Mm. Then I look at the scales of justice and I say, according to an old school, old Testament narrative, a, an old faith narrative, old spirituality narrative where God of the Bible is in existence, who would God side with? And if you think that God would side with the white people, you you just simply have ignored the vast majority of the Bible. And, and this is the thing for evangelical Christians today who talk about how Trump, and this is this is actually a quote from some, from a pastor that I was engaging with. Trump better uh encompasses a biblical worldview in the Republican Party than Biden does in the Democratic Party. Okay? (laughs) Okay. If that's your position as an evangelical Christian, you have no business trying to explain what the Bible means to anybody because you have missed a fundamentally crucial point of it that God always stands with the oppressed. Mm. Always. God is always for justice. Always. And so me being a part of, obviously, the white community, the community who is in power, in numbers, in government, in privilege, in money, and all of it, right? Whether, Whether I personally have taken part in all of that or not, right? Uh, that me as a white person, we have held those positions right. in this country from, from its inception, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who from, would from God... its conception. Yes, yes. Because it's good. before its good. birth. Who would God side with? And I cannot say with any kind of logical reasoning, with just a, with just a, a, a logical reading of the text... I cannot say 
that God would side with white people over the black indigenous people of color community, then I better realign my support. Mm -hmm. I better realign my allegiance or I'm in opposition to God themselves. Right? Right. Okay. There is a... You are definitely excommunicated. <laughs> I mean, the goatee had you on the road. Or the lack thereof. Right. When I, I said no to the goatee, <laughs> it was like I defrocked myself. <laughs> Like it was, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't high church evangelical. I wasn't, I wasn't Catholic. I didn't wear a collar, but I had a goatee. <laughs> I, I will say that you had the goatees of all goatees at one point in time. Did I? Yeah. Oh. Because your students at one point in time said, Casey knows how to give a guilt trip. Oh, God, that hurts so bad, <laughs> but you're so right. Right? So what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that to, like, you know, oppress you. <laughs> <laughs> I can take it. No, I can but take I'm it. saying but you're right. this, is, this is the evolution that we have come to right. in our right. faith system right. is that it can't be about guilt-tripped right. goatees. right. It has to be about this issue of justice right. and aligning um, ourselves. I think we're wired for it. I think that's why we see something go wrong in our community. We see something happen, a kid bullied on the playground or a woman treated yeah. inappropriately in a, in a community setting, and something rises up in us, whether we act on it or not, yeah. something rises up in us and says, ah, that's not okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that we are wired for justice. Yeah. And I agree. What what happened recently in this election was the evidence that one, the oppressed have a voice as equal as the white privilege. Yeah. And the second was that there is always hope. There is always hope. Yeah. And we've been in dark times between COVID, between the Trump administration, between the chaos where we can't see up from down. We have been in dark space. Yeah. And as a parallel, it's it's kind of interesting. My our daughter just moved from one house to another house, uh, to an apartment from one house to an apartment. One had virtually no windows. Yeah. And another is full of windows. The square so footage. The square footage is, you know, probably equal. Probably equal, maybe a little bit more in the new space, but not enough to say that it is the reason why there is uh, light. The light comes from open windows. It comes yeah, from yeah. actually being able to come through the walls and to to penetrate the atmosphere. And and what she has is this feeling. We went over there today. Is this feeling of I can decorate. I can light a candle. Yeah. I can create a space. Yeah. I can live in this, right? Yeah. When we're stuck in this dark space, we just crawl deeper and deeper and deeper into the covers in our bed, and we don't get up, yeah. right? Yeah. 
And so I think that that's what happened with this election is, is that it gave hope to the oppressed, that there is still voice and it still matters. <clears throat> and if we don't keep moving forward and pursuing this, then um, we, will, we will lose this opportunity to keep calling for justice. Yeah. My personal uh, beef with all of this obviously is the evangelical Christian church. Um, I had a few posts that I put out in just one that was vote. It just said vote. We put it on our sacred spaces thing. <laughs> right. We right. put it, I put it on my personal um, post and it was a, it was a pictorial a gif or whatever you want to call it of um, vote. Each letter represented a different um, oppressed community. And the backlash I got was unbelievable. Right. I was called unbiblical. I was called heretical. I was called an abortionist. I was called <laughs> all kinds of things. And um, a baby killer. A baby killer. Not just an abortionist. <laughs> yeah. Are you for ba- are you for killing babies? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I thought, wow, how out of this picture. Did you get that I might be pro-abortion? That I might want to kill babies? Yeah. Like how how did that come to this? Because there's such a preconceived idea right. that um, that these other issues of justice um, cannot coexist um, in the pro-life movement, and I have become more empowered by it to make sure that all life has equal opportunity to um, to all the same things. Yeah, yeah. And if I was going to be, um, you know, I've, I've really struggled with this, uh, the issue of anti-racism, not in terms of where do I sit in it, because I know exactly where I sit in it, but in what my place is in it and where I go from here. And I've come to the conclusion that my place in this is to bring light and exposure into the evangelical Christian community because it's the space I know. Um, it's the space I understand. Yeah, yeah, I'm there with you. Yeah. And, um, and I would call to that community to reevaluate as I did in the previous podcast and went on my long rant <laughs> that, um, that we have to relook at this conversation and we have to, to figure out whether we are on the side of, of money or man, Yeah, you know, humanity or money. Yeah. And, um, we have to be really careful with that. Follow the money, follow the money. Yeah, there. Um, we will have more conversations about this in the future because there are things that that we're both kind of locking into, mm-hmm. you know, that are, um, I think, powerful. I, I think they're powerful in the conversation towards rethinking everything, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is a Jesus principle. Um, wow. But uh, as we kind of as we kind of go out from this episode, um, <laughs> I, I was, love how you wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking that um, this episode will air Thanksgiving weekend. Mm. 
And, and, you know, we, we get pretty strong on some of our rants. Um, but yeah, but there are some really good things in our life. Yeah. And, um, like for instance, this weekend, we just celebrated our grandson's first first birthday. Yeah. It was amazing. And it was in this weird world where yeah. nobody else was there. Right. Just just family. Just our 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 two daughters, us and, and your mom who's here staying for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and uh and it was it was weird for us be having a celebration without anybody else yeah but it wasn't weird for asher no it's his, his whole world was there that yeah day. yeah and it was this amazing day with the people that mattered the most to us in the world right there and of course there's other family and and all that kind of stuff but it our right. daughters you know our grandson i mean just yeah right there you know that that we have this you know, this privilege of, of still being able to be together, um, largely because of, I mean, that's our living situation too. That's our, yeah, that's our living situation, but that's (laughs) our, that's our group too. Like we've established that, like, you know, um, for safety reasons for COVID and all that kind of stuff. But it was like this amazing celebration, this amazing Mm -hmm. celebration and thinking back a year ago, you know, when he (laughs) was just coming into this world and, and just a few months earlier where he wasn't a part of this world, you know, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And Very unexpected little miracle. Yeah. And he's so full of life. Oh, my God. He's so full of life. Yeah. Um, some would call it trouble. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, um, he's just full of life. He's curious about everything. He loves everything, you know, and um. And I think that, um, you know, going into this, this Thanksgiving week that we're going into that, you know, again, this episode, yeah, this, this episode will be airing after that Thanksgiving weekend. Right. And I'm like, I'm just so, I'm think I've been thinking a lot about what I'm so thankful for, you know, um, Thanksgiving has a lot of connotation in this country, yeah, but there is this part of it too, where we can, where we can live with you know thanksgiving right anytime too right right? but so you know anyway again another topic another long topic for another conversation today what i'm talking about is just thinking about you know that we're we're spending another thanksgiving together you Mm. know we've we've been honest on this before where we didn't there was a time we didn't know if that was going to happen you know and uh, and we're we're looking forward to another Thanksgiving together, looking forward to a Thanksgiving with both of our girls here. Which there was a time we didn't know if that would happen. Yeah, you know, a Thanksgiving where Asher is here with us when we certainly didn't know he was on the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm just, you know, and all the bullshit that's going on, all the division, all of the, all the all the stuff and the difficulties with covid and uh, i mean just all the stuff i still find myself in this place of just being overwhelmingly thankful and grateful for where we are 
and none of our family members have had COVID, yeah. which is uh, right now a huge thing to be thankful for. We've known people that have yeah. had it and <clears throat> varying degrees, yeah. and yeah, I I, f- I feel that um, that at this this Thanksgiving I will personally be honoring those of uh, the Native. Uh, American indigenous yeah. community for what they sacrificed yeah. for us to actually be able to sit at a table and have a dinner together. And, um, but I, yeah, am, I think you and I are just trying <clears throat> to crack that whole yeah. topic for and ourselves. I, and I think, uh, last year we started a different perspective of Thanksgiving and yeah. this year we will continue that. Yeah. Um, in being able to embrace the thankful part yeah. and not the, uh, colonizing part. that part yeah. um but uh to be able to because we have do have a lot to be grateful for and a lot to be thankful for um and i think um hope is always on the table that um that in the midst of the most horrific part of this pandemic for america that uh that we actually have uh, things we can contribute um to this to get to 2021 yeah. alive and healthy. Yeah. And so we're going to do that part. And, um, and I think all of this is, a, has forced us to embrace the very moments that we are in and to, um, to open our eyes and think for ourselves Yeah, to really mull through it and not just jump on a bandwagon because it's the one we know but to actually really think through it, to say what is it that I, in my core, um, believe and find value in, and um, and move in that. Yeah. And as a family, I think that's that's a new rhythm that we're in, and I and I love that. I love that we're entering twenty twenty one with that uh, experience as a family, um, and I continue to hope that with everything that we are doing that we will all enter 2021 healthy yeah but yeah agreed yeah on that note <laughs> two drunk pastors two drunk ex-pastors ex-pastors now we're not stealing those guys' podcast no title. i should we, we're talking about this <laughs> no that you should probably go listen to their podcast title. I, yeah. I have never listened to it. I know you did. But, I've listened uh, to it quite a bit, and I like those guys a lot. I, yeah. I want to be friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we have a lot in common that we can talk uh, about. I just need a podcast, Ex-Pastors Wives. <laughs> yes. You can be drunk Ex-Pastors Wives. Yeah. We might be able to talk to it. Well, I don't know. Well, you There's know. a whole lot of thing, a whole lot of roads I could go down <laughs> with ex-Pastors Wives. Right. Like, right. Oh Are they the ex-wives God. of pastors? <laughs> Or is it ex-pastors' wife, current wives? Or wives who were considered pastors, who did all the bullshit that pastors did, and they're ex out of that. Yes. Like, it's so loaded. So many things. So many of the things. Yeah. All the different places we can go. Yeah. You know, the the deal is, is that uh, that that we're in this space now yeah. where we, we worry a lot less about uh, drinking while we're doing our job. No, I think we actually do. Can you imagine we if we if I were to drink every Sunday morning? Okay, back so in the day? so but here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
Here's the thing. Our oldest daughter has encouraged us that we need to move into the YouTube platform. Yes, and she has. video yes. our conversations, <laughs> yes. which could be a riot. I have no idea. Um, I'm incredibly self-conscious with that idea. But uh, yeah. the fact yeah. that we could, um, you know, have a drink and be you know, on a public platform with that <laughs> is all kinds of interesting. Right, right. But, um, but one thing that we are contemplating seriously is how we move these conversations to a broader platform. Yeah. Not for our own uh, gain in any way, but because I think we're having conversations here and on Lenses and on the Connected podcast. We are. That are valuable to the world. Um, and I think uh, we need to keep looking at uh, how we continue that reach. Right. So share the podcast if you so feel inclined. Yeah. Although we have yeah. lost two neighbors, I think, to this because we, <laughs> we, we, cuss, we cuss, drink, and shoot down the church. So... <clears throat> I think they're both evangelicals. Yeah. I shouldn't say they might still be listening and they might listen. We would still love to be friends with you if you're still listening, but, but you've stopped talking to <laughs> us. Oh my gosh. We're in so much trouble now. But hey, here's the deal. How about we go so I, and I can start drinking off air. How about that? Yeah. I, oh yeah. I do need to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I am. I'm a little sad that we missed our last episode. But uh, I I love recording these. But with I you. didn't cough through the whole thing. I just yeah. like cleared you're missing my throat. the point. I love recording these with you. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. I love it. Too. Yeah, I think I I just enjoy it. I hope everybody else does too. And uh, and if you do enjoy it, just share it. Tell somebody about it. Tell somebody about the conversations that we're having and or just how stupid we are. I don't. I really don't <laughs> care. Just tell somebody about it. And on that, we can go right. Yeah. All right, see you, everybody.